Yeah. Let's go all the way to hell. Welcome to Video Gameography, Game Informer's number one video game history podcast, where we laugh and we learn. My name is Marcus Stewart. I'm joined, as always, by John Carson. Hi, Marcus. Uh, it's been a few weeks, and uh, we're, we're back to talk about the, this landmark uh, entry in the Devil May Cry series. Yeah, so, if, you know, if you're joining us, we are in season six of the show, where we are covering the entirety of the Devil May Cry franchise. Uh, first episode was real fun. We had Joe Juba on to talk about the first entry. And then we took about a week off or so because, well, I was going to use the excuse of Summer Game Fest. And I also had to travel for a studio visit for work. But uh, the real reason is that we realized that we had to talk about Devil May Cry 2 next. And we were trying to put it off as, as much as humanly possible. But yeah. eventually we couldn't. And, you know, one reason is that uh, I think our boss man said we got to he forced us to to finally put this podcast together who also happens to be our guest on the show game informers editor-in-chief making his return andrew reiner hello sir <laughs> i'm laughing uh your billing was right so this is great fun uh you know prior to recording you guys threw me under the bus like i get in the the room here to record and you're like Hey, we made fun of you last episode about your <laughs> your Devil May Cry one review. You 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 made fun of uh, or took a shot at Metal Gear Solid two, and I was like, okay, uh, let's yeah. let's record this. So I faked having bad internet connection. I went and cried in the next room for like five minutes. Oh, that's and then I had was. to come back. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Because yeah, we referenced your review in the first episode. You gave the game. I'm gonna forget. I think it was a nine five. It was at least a nine. I know that for sure. Yeah. But I, as I was, because I, I found it on the Wayback Machine, <laughs> and when I was researching, and it, one of the lines that just made me like laugh out loud was in the entertainment section. You, after praising, spend the whole review praising the game, which justifiable. We talked about yeah. Devil May Cry one, awesome game. Uh, but then <laughs> your one line just said, "This is one of the best games ever." Look out, Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> yeah, I did that to piss people off. <laughs> oh. That specific, that was the only reason. It's like, this is all glowing, and people are going to be excited. I need to antagonize them here. I'm the raging gamer at this point. I, I need to take a shot. I gave Metal Gear Solid 2 a 10. So, um, intentionally just trying to get angry. At that time, maybe letters mailed to me a month okay. later. Were you, you were the original Angry Joe, the original Angry Video Game? I nerd. was. This yeah, was and you. then he took it. And I wasn't actually angry. It's just Andy tried to force me to be. So, yeah. <laughs> Forced anger. <laughs> the best kind, as we know. Yeah. But yeah Not Anakin, yeah. but more, I don't know, just some kind of half ass Sith Lord. Yeah. Reva, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, well, you know, we brought you on because we're going to talk about uh, Devil May Cry 2 because you also reviewed that game. Uh, I have, I was not able to find a review online. I was looking through all kinds of archive sites. It's been lost to the ages. I can't imagine why. It's not like it's not like a bad game or anything like that. Um, but, you know, we're like, oh, we'll get the man himself on to talk about it. So... First and foremost, Reiner, what is your history with Devil May Cry 2? Uh, so we did a cover story on it, I believe. Uh, I didn't write that, but I believe we did that. So we had like the first look at it. We were all excited. 
you know, I think they were saying it was going to be like nine time, nine or ten times bigger than the last game. And it's like, oh, the last game was awesome. They're just going to go all in on this next one. More stylish action, better camera work to frame that action. Um, a second playable character, all this stuff that they added in. It's like, OK, this is this is like sounds like the greatest game ever. Look out Metal Gear Solid 3, right? Like <laughs> here it comes. Here it comes. And uh, I get the game for review. The day it shows up for review, and, and this is a time where you'd get gold discs in the mail, these mm. pre, you know, like it's just a gold disc and it'll say like in uh, marker written on it, Devil May Cry 2 review code. But sometimes you'd get code that would say like, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater review code, 70%. And you'd have to check in with like Activision, like, what does that mean? 70%, they're like, oh, it's 70% complete. It's still, you know, going through testing and all that. But you'd get stuff so early from lead times. And there wasn't this like, you know, true uh, uh, protocol for how you reviewed games or anything. It was the Wild West, right? Everybody's just kind of figuring it out as it, we still kind of are, you know, like <laughs> as it goes along, the industry goes along. Um, but I got that game and I popped it in and I was such a huge fan of the first game that when I, when I booted it up and started playing it within maybe 30 minutes, I was like, I got to check with them. Is this not final? Because it was like, a noticeable step down in every way from the first game. It's almost like they're like, you were having too much fun. We're going to just dial it back from 10 to like seven on everything. Like we, this environment, uh, we'll make sure it's really nice and barren. It's bigger, but there's nothing to do. Mm -hmm. like <laughs> so uh, yeah, I checked in. I was like, is this like, you know, 80%, something like that. I don't Did remember you guys what. catching the fun yet. Yeah, you know, I'm talking to, I don't remember who the PR person was, but used to make phone calls back then. And it was like, uh, uh, no, that's, that's, that's a hundred percent. And I was like, okay. Cool. And so I just kept going and, you know, you, you got the game so early, right? Like it was like two months before it was coming out three months. I don't remember what the lead time on, on it was, but my review hit, you know, seven out of 10 or whatever I gave it. People obviously like angry, like this guy doesn't know Devil May Cry and all that. And so you're just sitting on this, like, just wait till you play it. <laughs> you know, like you're just waiting like month, a month or two, like you'll play it and then you'll be thanking me or or you'll you'll be like, I feel foolish for for attacking this guy for uh, for saying this game was bad. It happened with that and Two Human. I remember Devil May Cry and Two Human. Those were two games where I kind of poo pooed them and. The community was just, you know, they hadn't touched the games yet. And they're like, Whoa, you are an idiot. And um, it turns out, you know, both those games were were pretty bad. Wow. Awesome. Anyway, long story short. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, John, what about you? I think you teased last week that you I, had some sort of story about Devil May Cry 2. <laughs> yeah. So I, I looked up the release date of Devil May Cry 2. It came out on January 25th, 2003. And... I remember this specifically because a week later, I had a copy of Devil May Cry 2. I was playing it at my friend's place, and uh, we're, we're just sitting there. We're hanging out. Um, I am not enjoying <laughs> what I'm playing, uh, but it's February 1st, 2003, and that was the day that the uh, Columbia Space Shuttle uh, exploded. So I have, like, these very vivid memories of Devil May Cry 2 and, like, that tragic event happening uh, oh my God. at the same time uh so yeah like those two things are like forever entwined in my brain so, like, you're playing the game on one tv and then like another tv has like the news that's just yeah, like that was the basically sh it. shuttle is disintegrating yeah 
Um, yeah, just yeah. A, a wild, a wild day, wild weekend. Um, mm. And I don't think I played much more Devil May Cry 2 after that. Uh, Did you ever just, finish it? I don't think so. Um, I think I got like 80% through with Dante. And then just I'm like, I just want to try Lucia. Mm. And then popped in the Lucia disc and played that for a little bit. I'm like, it's not great. So, yeah, I just kind of dropped it after that. But Fair. yeah, uh, you know, very just great, great memories of Definitely Cry <laughs> right. too. Very happy. <laughs> great. Good times for uh, the world, for America. Yeah, American history really looks mm-hmm. back on that Devil May Cry 2 release fondly. Uh, well, my story can't top really either of those. Uh, mine's pretty tame. I mean, I got, I will say I lucked out in the sense that I did not buy this game. A buddy of mine was really good friends with. He got it before I did. Uh, and he played through the whole thing before he let me borrow it. And I remember he set me up because I was like, oh, how is it? And he's like, it's so good. You have no idea. I've never played anything like this. And I was like, wow like you know i played the first game like they did it all right awesome i come to find out later that he didn't play the first game this was his first devil may cry game so he did not have that that baseline right of Mm -hmm. expectations he didn't know what good devil may cry looked like basically (laughs) um so i get it i start playing my excitement's even higher now with that endorsement and then uh pretty much within that like that first cutscene, you know something's amiss rags you get the like sad sack quiet dante and you're like, this isn't the like pizza eating guy that was like fleeing motorcycles and doing cool stuff. Like, why is he like two faced suddenly flipping this coin? And, you know, he says like one word every like two hours and yeah. just like no sense of humor whatsoever. You're like, what happened? <laughs> Did I miss something? Like, and, and then, you know, you play the game and, you know, we'll get into it soon, but just, it just didn't feel the same. And also uh, how easy it was. And at first I thought like, have i am i better because you know that first game beats you down so hard to like maybe i'm just that good it's like no i think these encounters are just it's just an easier game but like not mm. in a fun way i i kind of missed the the bite that that first game hacks it made it like you know this was the you know for the kids out there this was one of the early games that told you to get good quote unquote um so yeah you know i finished it you know i played the the lucia stuff or actually i i think her name is actually pronounced luca oh luca yeah and the cutscenes. i was rewatching the cutscenes for this and i was like oh i guess i jettisoned that for my mind (laughs) how how do you pronounce it luca luca okay yeah and it makes you think of luca from bayonetta though um the camera that song where she lives on the second floor I don't know that right. one. I'm sorry. No, okay. can, can you say Someone that? will know it and they'll they'll put Her like a great comment Luca for me. And she lives on the second floor. Yeah. Is it, that's it. That's it, John. You got right, it. Great. Yeah. Nailed it. Okay. I would perfect tone. Way. <laughs> so yeah, uh, not a good game. Disappointed. Uh for the longest time I always said Devil May Cry was the most disappointing game I ever made. And that doesn't mean that it's the worst game I ever made. It's just that it's it's when you combine the hype with it too. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like I, there are definitely worse games in Devil May Cry too. Oh God, yeah, yep. But yeah, in terms of my hype level and how how great its predecessor was, it was just such a drop. I was like, I I don't think I've ever been so disappointed with like a game I was looking forward to, and that that was the case for a very long time. It wasn't until uh, actually I think Castlevania: Lords of Shadow Two topped it for me. Maybe we'll talk about that. It's very similar. Yeah, that's right. That's the the yeah, just the fall from grace, like from this high level, just 
face planting. <laughs> yeah, it's know? the Devil May Cry yeah. two of, of I guess that series, even though there's only two yeah. of them. <laughs> but I'm surprised they came back for a three after after two. To be honest. Yeah, well, they, well, I guess they haven't done a third Lords of Shadow yet. That was the last no, no, one. No, yeah, I'm saying Devil May Cry. Yeah. Oh, I'm Devil surprised May Cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Konami still has not recovered. Uh, that's from because Lords. suckers like us bought it and uh, they had enough, it was financially successful enough for them to make a three. So. Yeah. But it seems like they learned their lessons from this game, which we'll get into. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 2003, as you mentioned before, we're going to talk about the year in review, looking back on the other big releases that came out. I feel like 2003 is a year that doesn't get talked about very often when you look back on like the years that stand out, whether it's 1998, 2001, as we talked mm-hmm. about last week, 2010. But there were some, uh, some real bangers this year. Uh, so actual good games that came out in 2003 include The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Final Fantasy X-2, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. The very first Call of Duty was this year. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil, Tony Hawk's Underground, Beautiful Joe, Mario Kart Double Dash, Max Payne 2, Jack 2. So yeah, SSX3, I'd say. 2003 maybe deserves a little bit maybe a second look from some people when you're kind of ranking video game years i think all of those are pretty top tier titles uh reiner do you remember what your game of the year was in 2003 wind waker probably okay. i'm guessing i i think i gave that a 10 out of 10 probably oh, wow. took it to town and or to task in a different review but yeah i gave that a a, a 10 out of 10 and uh that's still one of my favorite Zelda games like I, I played mm-hmm. that to 100 percent, you know, getting all the pictures to get the act or what were those little trophies or statues? Um, oh, yeah, 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 I did all that. So I had, you know, I was cart- doing cartography. Is that the term making my own map and and uh, just played the hell out of that. I actually killed my GameCube climbing the ladder up to Ganon's final fight. Oh, no. So I'm on the ladder in my GameCube died like 100 percent died and i had to go and buy one from walmart how does that uh, yeah that thankfully you have a memory card right like you have your save yeah, there but like true. yeah so it, it just climbing that ladder and that's where it was and so you know i bought a new gamecube to see like the last 20 minutes of that <laughs> game basically that's it was that a review copy or was that just the retail copy of it that was the retail copy so i'd already played it to completion for work but this is like mm-hmm. the 100 percent run right you know like the 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 final you know like i've done everything i'm I'm gonna complete it again here and then it it just crapped out on me and it was like <laughs> the worst day this is you know <laughs> like it's like how am i gonna get a gamecube you know like i i just don't know like so I, thankfully yeah. yeah i was able to go get one but what a terrible day yeah i can't imagine it happening today with as hard to, as consoles are to find like oh my mm-hmm. ps5 died uh, the final boss <laughs> in Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> now I got to wait another six months to get one. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, let's take a trip to the movies, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Some of the big films that dropped in 2003 was our best picture winner, The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, all three, four hours. I don't remember how long it is, but 19 different endings uh, came out this year. We got Kill Bill Volume 1. Uh, this was the year of the Matrix because oh, we yeah. got the Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions the same year. Uh, the Daredevil, everyone's uh, favorite. Yes. 
I saw that I saw that in three times in theaters accidentally, if that makes sense. Accidentally. Well, the first time was on purpose because I okay. wanted to see it, and okay. then it was bad. And then the second time, then you were. Tri- I went with friends, and they all outvoted me. They wanted to see it, and I was like, "Well, I'm already here. I guess I'll watch it again." And then the God, third time, I bad. went with my brother. And we paid to see something else. I don't remember. But then they overbooked the theater. So compensation, they're like, well, we can give you a ticket for one other movie. Have you seen Daredevil? <laughs> and we just took it because we already made the trip to the theater. And I was like, and he hadn't seen it. And I was like, I guess I'm watching this for Boy, a third time. I. So, yeah, I, I know that movie better than I wish I did. Um, it's I got a Lord of the Rings story for you. Okay. So Fellowship of the Ring, Andy McNamara and I... Uh, the former editor-in-chief of Game Informer, uh, we went to the midnight showing of Lord of the Rings, oh which was God. like a terrible idea if you think about how long that movie is. <laughs> yeah. But we get in the theater and we're sitting there, we're ready, we're there like a half hour early, stood in line for an hour before that, and there's someone like two rows in front of us reading a Game Informer. And Andy and I are think, feeling pretty cool, like, that's awesome, right? Like, our, our <laughs> magazine's right there. We didn't interact with this person in any way. But the movie starts, and it's pretty quiet. And, and Andy's, you know, like, he's an audiophile. Like, he wants, like, everything just to be perfect. Mm. So he's starting to fidget around, and it's like, you know, I can't take my eyes off the screen because it's epic. I love those movies, and that they're killing it with the, the beginning there with Sauron and all that stuff. Andy is getting more agitated as time goes on, and I think we're in the you know, getting to know the hobbits at that point. And Andy's like, he's had it. And he gets up and he gets out of the theater. It's a midnight showing. So there's no staff there. Mm-hmm. We don't know where the staff are. So Andy comes in and he's like, I can't find any. He's like getting audible. Like, and then uh, he went out again and came back and he's like, F it. I'm out of here. And he took off and I was like, oh man, he's missing this. This is like such a, a, a mistake. He should have just stuck around. It's not that bad. We could still hear it. Uh, but it turns out he made the right call because around the two hour mark at like 2 a.m. I was just like, oh, my God, this is the longest movie ever. I love it. But it's like, I don't I don't think I could sit through it anymore. And I did. But it was like that ride home was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> never again will I see one of these at midnight. There was a good three year period of time where anytime I watched Fellowship, I could not stay awake during it. Like I was enthralled throughout the whole thing. But whatever, like Weathertop happened, I would just be out it didn't matter what time of day <laughs> it didn't matter like how prepared i was uh that that movie puts me to sleep and i died if you I, ever have sleeping problems just there the you one. go weather top yeah. have, you, have you still never finished it i have i have okay i was like did you finally overcome so uh I, my my key to finishing it was uh i i i fell asleep for like 15 seconds or so and that woke my ass up and then okay I was going to de-learn just Powered to skip through. past that segment. <laughs> like This is the yeah. sleepy time segment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think that's the best cinematic trilogy ever made. Just the most really? consistent and just the, the decisions they made to moving stuff around from the books. Mm. Like, it's just so smart. Wow, that's that's definitely wow. That's that's a whole other discussion we can't have right now. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. yeah, but that is that is that is a good point. Um, but yeah, quickly other movies: uh, Cold Mountain, Big Fish, Lost in Translation, X Two, X Men United. Some people throw that subtitle in there. Love it. And yeah. uh, the undisputed best movie of two thousand three: uh, Tommy Wiseau's Magnum Opus, The Room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, it was that long ago. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I guess because it didn't really get big until like the age of youtube right where it kind of okay, resurfaced yeah. <laughs> yeah but 
yeah, that's that's the year we, of our Lord. Tommy Wiseau, I mean. And in terms of general news stories of 2003, uh, gaming news mostly, uh, 2003, the year that Obsidian Entertainment was founded. We were still going hard, doing going very well, actually. They have yeah. like 19 games in the works, it feels like. Uh, this was the year that the 3DO company declared bankruptcy. Of course, they blessed us with that terrible disc-based console that uh, had such hits as Plumbers Don't Wear Ties. Uh, Which is also still going strong this year. <laughs> it, it, somehow, against all odds, yes, it's coming back. Uh, this was the year that Square merged with Enix to officially become Square Enix. Queenix! Or Squeenix, as some fans like to call, yes. Uh, which probably had a big hand in saving Square after the financial disaster that was uh, Final Fantasy Spirits Within, uh, which we talked about last week. Uh, this was also when Microsoft began work on Project Xenon, which would become the Xbox 360, which would come out two years later. Which name and, do you like better? You know, as a child of 90s Disney Channel original movies, I mean, it's Xenon hard not... Xenon was the girl of the 21st century? Yeah, you know? 23rd century? If they had, uh, yeah, I think 20 some, 23rd century, I think it I think was. It was but yeah. if they added that to the end, if it was the full title was Project Xenon, console of the, the 23rd century, then that, I think that would have sold a lot. They would have sold even more than they did with the 360. But, you uh, know. I, I think as time has gone on, I think just 360 feels so natural now. It, it does. But I wish it would have been like, they could have done 360, but then done Scarlet rather than screwing everything up when... Yeah. What is it? The one and now the Series X. They're they have the worst naming convention. Yeah. Do you think they regret just not calling it Xbox Two? Like oh God, said, yeah. They have said, to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have like to. as like as fine as 360 is, they set themselves on a path of no return after oh, that. Disaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh 2003 uh, in a nutshell for gaming. So let's talk about the making of Devil May Cry 2. How does a bad game happen? John, kick us off. It's it's a mystery. Uh, there's there's actually a lot of the development of this game that's kind of just kind of lost to history. Um, there's a there's some stuff that has come out about it, and a lot of it is um, Devil May Cry Two was put into production by Capcom while Devil May Cry One was still being finished up. So series creator Hideki Kamiya uh, and other key players on that on the DMC one team. Yeah, like Team Little Devils. Yeah, Team they were Little Devils internally. had nothing to do with Devil May Cry 2. Uh, and many of them, including Kamiya, didn't even know that it existed. <laughs> yeah, they uh, basically it seemed like it was kind of messed up. <laughs> they just kind of like shunned them more or less, even though that first game was as good as it was. They were like, we're starting the sequel. We're not going to tell you what's happening. And then that wound up kind of uh, pissing off <laughs> Kamiya in Team Little what Devils, which understandable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I saw an interview from 1UP where uh, they were asking Kamiya about uh, how he felt about someone else taking over Devil May Cry. And he said that, yeah, he, he, was, he was talking about how it was it was disappointing to him at, at the time, but by the time that Beautiful Joe happened, and I believe Beautiful Joe 2 didn't happen under his his watch, that he was used to Capcom treating him like that and taking away his projects. Yeah, because it, it sounded like 
this situation wound up kind of planting the seed for one him starting clover mm-hmm. within capcom because he wanted another team where he could be like work more autonomously but still be within capcom because that's kind of what he had with devil may cry one and you know they took it away from him he's like all right well i'm gonna start this other thing and then capcom and then started sticking their their hands and stuff and then eventually you know it led to him and a few other people leaving and forming platinum games where he still is to this day mm-hmm. so it's like this one thing with devil may cry 2 <laughs> eventually led to kamiya leaving how does and... <laughs> how do you have that meeting you know like is it his employee review like hey great job on devil may cry and and he's like yeah i'm looking forward to making the sequel and they're like you know it's, we've already done that for you it's, it's happening. <laughs> we're a to it, buddy it's in a great place <laughs> yeah promise yeah uh, i mean that's that's so bizarre i don't understand what in what universe that seems like a good idea just as a business <laughs> but yeah so when when capcom decided to start making devil may cry 2 like i said devil may cry 1 already well into production is in the localization process uh but it hadn't released yet so there hadn't been uh any uh customer reactions to it no like players didn't have haven't had any like feedback on on what they liked and didn't like about dante or how it played or how the world is built and so this new team uh, that was brought on mostly from uh, from the arcade side of Capcom because their whole arcade business in the early 2000s was starting to dwindle and they were starting to move over to, to console development. So uh, it was a lot of people who worked on like Capcom fighting games uh, who mm. moved over to DMC2 uh, and hadn't made a, a project of this type before, like a, a story-based, level-based, uh, like expansive single player game yeah especially because uh, this was billed as like you mentioned writer like this is going to be bigger and better than yeah i mean cry. they there's things i remember them saying like you know you wanted to play as what was her name trisha or trish uh like uh, in the first trish. game trish yeah, yeah. but <clears throat> so that that's you know they added luca into the sequel like it was like a yeah. direct response but i guess maybe that's not the case i don't know i'll let john get to the history again but yeah, uh, misleading. Right, and and even when they were starting out the project, Dante wasn't even going to be the main character. Um, it was supposed to be just some other dude with a green jacket instead of a red one. Oh, that changed uh, which everything. Which is, uh, you know, completely, completely different. Why would you? Again, I I, and I know this is before I guess the full reception to the first game came in, but it's yeah. even then it seems such a, like a premature thing. Like, let's wait to see how this does before we completely undo everything that it did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you even know that, that the first one's going to be popular enough for a sequel? I guess like what the decisions that you have to make at that point is where, where, where do we see it in development and like, what changes do we want to make? And apparently they made most of the wrong decisions. <laughs> Um, going going to DMC two like yeah doing the bigger world, um, but a, a lot of what DMC one was built on was a shell of uh, what was going to be a Resident Evil four game. So right. like that interconnected world and all of that. Two doesn't have that. They they have pretty linear levels. Uh, they are bigger. They're more open. But uh, like what Reiner said before, they are barren. Like there's yeah. nothing going on. They're like a chore to get through because you're, you realize you're just running 
down this oh, big arena yeah. and you're like yeah. nothing's happening like why are they making me do this if nothing's gonna happen yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. um what one weird thing about the development too is like in these early months i'd say for about like 75 percent of production uh no one has ever come forward to say who the director was I wanted to ask you, like, that is the biggest mystery with this game. Yeah. Because this game had two directors, you know, but the first one, no one knows who it was. No. Like, he has been, and it seemed like this person was maybe the one that's directly responsible for a lot of the bad things about yeah. this game. Because, you know, we'll get to in a second when uh, Itsuno came on. He kind of inherited the dumpster fire and kind of had to work yeah, with what he had, but he really like did. I like I don't know if Capcom took this guy and like taught like tied him in a bag and threw him in the river. <laughs> like, I, I could not find yeah. anything about this guy, and you would think that he would have stepped forward of like, yeah, I'm the guy that kind of made this game bad or or something, but I I don't know. So yeah, so if anyone knows, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, please. I know who uh, it is. <laughs> oh, do you? Scoop. Yeah. Shigeru Miyamoto. Whoa! Yeah. Are you saying this was an inside job? He 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 had a bad you? week at Nintendo. Went and worked at Capcom for a bit. Made some bad calls. Went I back. I can make a Devil May Cry sequel. <laughs> Have you tried putting mushrooms in this game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Mario Brothers two this up. Uh, <laughs> gonna be wild. Um, so some some of the 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 things that they did in Devil May Cry two that were different. Um, where uh, like they made changes to Dante's character. He's uh, a mostly silent protagonist. Uh, he is very serious the whole time. Uh, he's not cracking jokes. Um, apparently, the producers uh, and the team making the game wanted to uh, take that side out of him. Uh, they weren't too impressed with <laughs> with his characterization in the first game. Uh, so yeah. they wanted. And we're not to... saying that his characterization in the first game is some sort of like masterpiece or no, anything no. like that. But he's, but he's a fun. ninja turtle. Yeah, he's a ninja turtle. <laughs> yeah, that is a good description. Each pizza yeah. has swords. Says a bunch yeah. of dumb stuff. Dumb yeah. Kicks stuff. ass. Yeah, kicks ass. Exactly. Yeah, but it's like it, he's really a dork, but somehow he makes it cool. Like it's a thing. Of like if I tried to do the things he did, it would be lame. I can't yeah. say let's rock baby and make it sound cool, but he can somehow, you know, uh, he's earnest about it. Exactly. Yeah. There's an earnestness there, uh, but still a little bit of a tongue in cheek. So to, for them to be so self-serious with the second one of like, no, he's like grim, dark. They, they apparently, man. yeah, they apparently wanted it to seem like something terrible had happened to him between the events of one and two. Um, and, and there was just this, air of mystery about it uh which i don't think they ever really got into no that i could think of um it, it, it would make sense if it was addressed in the story but it's not was, i mean <laughs> technically in like the timeline he was replaced by nero um and i guess that would be sad but that would that's really the only thing i could think of yeah and again i guess the narrative disconnect playing this game it feels like you missed something right because of how mm -hmm. drastic it is you're like did i Maybe they'll explain this later, like someone ran his cat over or something. <laughs> and, oh, no. And they, no one really touches on it. Someone graffitied the Devil May Cry office. Yeah. But then a lot of the characters are new, right? There's no one returning. Like, Trish isn't in this game, so no. you don't even have her to be like, hey, what happened to, what happened to your boy here? Yeah, <laughs> so. uh, there's no Virgil. There's no Sparta. Like Again, all the cool people you liked, gone. Gone. <laughs> um, and some of that is maybe because by the time... so. 
uh, it was like somewhere between four to six months before this game was supposed to ship. Uh, the director that was attached to the game was pulled uh, and he was replaced by Hideaki. Never seen again, no. apparently. Never. Yeah, just disappeared. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe one day we'll we'll figure out the secret. We'll find a body. Uh, but uh, Hideaki Itsuno uh, took over as uh, director. He was another guy from the uh, from the arcade side of things, but he had led bigger projects before, uh, like rival schools. And I think Power Stone. Yeah, Power um, Stone, Street Fighter 3. Street Fighter 3, yeah. So he's he's worked on projects. Um, when he came on, he was told that uh, nothing was getting done with the game um, and they needed someone new. Uh, apparently, there was a lot of drama with the previous director as well. And he said, uh, it's, you know, specifically said that it was like a, a bad, like he has bad memories of that transition. And uh, yeah, there was a ton of drama from the, from the previous director. I mean, he's literally the Donald Glover gif of him walking into the yes. flaming apartment. <laughs> <with the> pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so when Itsuno came on, when Itsuno came on to the project, uh, the scenario hadn't been written yet. Uh, Cutscenes hadn't been shot. They didn't know what they were doing with Dante's Devil Trigger. <laughs> which seems pretty important. Uh, even more important is uh, the team had decided uh, that the stinger attack, like D Dante's uh, like forward stab, his iconic attack, was essential to Dante. So they got that right. Uh, hmm. But just about everything with combat was missing. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know if we established it ahead of time, but uh, this game had a very short dev cycle. Like, they were pretty much given a year to turn this around. Because, you know, from Devil May Cry, which I think, I forgot what we said last time, it was October. This game came out in January yeah. of 03. And they were like, yeah, we're going to make a bigger, better game in every way. Also, you have, like, no time. So make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here's a guy in a green jacket. <laughs> <laughs> also, let's change. I want to I wanna see that guy. I I, yeah, I want to see him and I want to see the director. I, I don't know which one will unearth first. But <laughs> maybe, like... maybe the director wore green jackets all the time. Like it's all it's all connected. Someone's got. Someone's got like the web of clues somewhere. <laughs> what what name would they give him? Like Lucifer? or Yeah, he'd probably be like another half demon guy, right? Probably. Is like... there another Dante's Inferno character? Oh, that's true. Who's in the divine comedy that? they could use it's been a while since a high school literature class <laughs> oh his, his name would just be divine oh i actually kind of like don't hey, don't let capcom use that without uh them getting your written permission <laughs> right i want royalties yeah 10 percent yeah, every coat get sold, that money every every replica green coat sold like a <laughs> oh yeah every didn't diesel. this game have didn't they sell those coats in Japan? Yeah. They had a yeah. fashion line from this game. Like they, the marketing for this game was huge. You know, they had a whole fashion line. Like remember when they did that for Final Fantasy 15? They were yeah. doing it yeah. way back in 2003 for this they, game. I think we just stole John's thunder here. Oh, I yeah, think it's going to be his punchline to this whole thing. It's something that I, <laughs> that I would have mentioned a little bit later. But yes, there is a, a, a partnership with Diesel Brand. Uh, <laughs> Vin Diesel. For, for very specific... Uh, uh, clothing items that I mean, you could dress up Dante in diesel leather. What is diesel brand? I don't, even, I don't uh, know if I've ever seen a diesel brand shirt. 
yeah, it's you know early two thousands, dude, bro. I'm looking. Um, it was up. like before Affliction. Still around, apparently. Yeah. So yeah, well, if you can diesel. find these old Devil May Cry two merch somewhere yeah. like on eBay, living living off that Devil May Cry two money. But I think like anytime Capcom has to re-release this game, if they have any of the Diesel stuff in there, they they have to re-license all of that clothing. Oh, that's how you're in business, though. Oh, it's wild, <laughs> yeah. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> Diesel's living off that Dante money. <laughs> Bad Dante money. Oh, boy. It's basically yeah. dirty money at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah, dead director attached to it, apparently. <laughs> Marcus's lore. <laughs> I followed the money. You know? <laughs> um, here's a fun, uh, here's a fun quote, I think, uh, from Mitsuno that he, a US gamer interviewed him with him. Because that's the only real nuggets air the times that it has been asked about devil may cry 2 mm-hmm. just over the years in interviews and he had once uh where he said uh the devil may cry 2 project actually wasn't going terribly well at the point in the development that i came in oh. and they needed someone to come in and help get it on track my boss was saying who should we have or who should we have deal with it and he just kind of said it's you do it just like point like here it's yours <laughs> now and he said at first i was like seriously but I took the mission on my mind of doing the best that I could. I just like that idea of like, there was just like directors lined up or like yeah. they were like talking in the hallway and he happened to walk by with like a sandwich. <laughs> it was like, ah, what are you doing right now? <laughs> You're free, aren't you? Yeah. Whatever we're you're not doing, any more power stones. No more power stones. <laughs> yeah, right. We decided not to make these forever, I guess. Uh, you're, you're on this now. Have fun. Also, the room is on fire. Make sure you bring an extinguisher. This is a fun game. <laughs> like I, I, you got to imagine, like the the lead up to actually releasing this was uh, insane. Yeah. Well, I was also going to bring up too. I don't know if you might have this, but it's you know also talked about at the time or right before he was basically assigned Devil May Cry two that he had actually been planning to work in an RPG because he had just finished oh. working on a Capcom versus SNK two, and he said that he had planned to visit Machu Picchu <laughs> before <laughs> before. De- the devil may cry 2 assignment so basically getting assigned to the game like ruined his vacation plans because he was going to visit machu Picchu to kind of take a break like and reset. kind of have like yeah reset and also kind of let this rpg idea percolate mm-hmm. um but fun fact so he's revealed in the years since that that rpg idea would eventually become dragon's dogma because he worked on that game too so he was thinking okay. about dragon's dogma way back at this time and the reason we didn't get it sooner was because devil may cry 2 came along <laughs> that's actually probably a good thing that we went, mm. needed a new gen for that yeah, yeah. it happened the open world and the yeah. monster climbing and all of that yeah 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 and i wonder like hard to wonder if yeah, like how fully fleshed out his idea was if he was thinking about all that stuff in i guess 2002 probably at this time but yeah, it was a fascinating thing. So, like, you know, obviously you would eventually get back around to that years later. But, yeah, I had no idea that there was a weird, like, connection between those two games. <laughs> so, also, this, this is maybe skipping some, some stuff, too. But since we're talking about Itsuno, um, after he was done with this project, he, he realized, like, he didn't have a lot of time with DMC. He just had, like, a few months with it. And he wished that he was with the project from the beginning because he probably would have done a lot of things differently <laughs> and the the project probably would have turned out uh completely different as well uh so when he 
uh, was finished with DMC2. He went to the powers that be at Capcom and he said, give me three. I, I want three. Uh, I, I want I want a helmet from the beginning. And they said, sure. And uh, he said that without DMC3, he would be known as Itsuno, the director of Devil May Cry 2. Uh, which which uh, is a little bit brutal. And it's true because uh, he is the only credited director. Like, even though he only came on the last few months, he, the original director is not credited in any way, which is why yeah. nobody knows who this guy is. And so that's why he's gotten pretty much all of the flack from this game. But like Hideki Kamiya even has gone on record multiple times. Um, there was one, uh, I don't I pulled a quote from Twitter where he, again, defends Itsuno's basically saying it's not his fault that the game turned out the way it did. <laughs> well, think, uh, yeah, think about that. Like, the fact that that game even came out and, you know, scored fairly okay in the sevens after what mm. they inherited is, is kind of remarkable. Yeah, That's, and I guess that shows how talented he is because we saw, what, yeah. we've seen what he does when he has, like, the project all to himself. Yeah. You know? Um. But yeah, I mean, Camille said like, hey, I think he's on Twitter. He's like, it's soon to join the DMC team to rescue it. And he said, even if I were him, I couldn't have done it better than he did. So I'm the man himself. High praise, actually. And then he <laughs> yeah. blocked him on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just just some some quick things about uh, different aspects of the game. Uh, we mentioned earlier there is a second playable character in Luca. Uh, Luca is a, a little bit quicker than Dante. Uh, she's kind of like an assassin. Uh, she uses uh, two swords um, and has like throwing uh, weapons like uh, for her range. Knives and uh, gosh, what else? Yeah, she she just has like different things that she that she throws at at enemies. Um, but her entire adventure happens uh, on a separate disc. Like she has her own. Uh, her her own second disc in the package. Yeah. Apparently, most of the assets in that disc are exactly the same. Yep. It, yep. Um, so yeah. whatever, like, it, whether there was some sort of a hurdle for putting in a second character and like having slightly different cutscenes um, that they couldn't uh, they couldn't overcome without just like just printing another disc, or they printed another disc just to say that the game is that big that it needs two discs is unknown. We we don't know what what the decision was behind that, but uh, I mean that used to be a selling point back in the day like you see a game with multiple discs and you automatically totally. think like whoa. Oh god, yeah. Like, two discs. This must be, this yeah. must be like, good. Final Fantasy 7 had three discs, but 8 8 four had discs. four. Yeah. Had four discs. It's yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Go ahead. I was saying, I was gonna say that like if you're talking about the gameplay stuff because I, I as much as Devil May Cry 2 is bad, it did introduce some cool things to the yes. series that would eventually become kind of a staple mechanics. Like it, I would say the coolest thing about this game, and it was the one thing that when I played it for the first time, it stuck with me was that uh, Dante has the ability to wall run. And I yep. and keep in mind this is the year that was dominated by the Matrix, so like. I remember thinking that was so cool yes. as a middle schooler that liked the matrix. Like it felt so fluid. And I, I remember I would just yeah. do that for fun. Even when <laughs> nothing was happening, just right. how cool I felt. That was, that was one of the, the benefits of having big open hallways 
that were just completely empty. <laughs> it's so you nothing could just else you can do. All you yeah. Wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh it also added the the ability to change guns on the fly which has mm-hmm. been a permanent thing in the series you could dodge in this game and this is also the first game dante could shoot upside down in midair Ooh, uh, iconic actually yeah yeah there was there was some cool aerial stuff they were doing i remember that yeah in terms of modes this was the first game that added a bloody palace which has become uh like a big mode in all the games which is like the wave based you know, you're fighting a bunch of enemies of like escalating difficulty on different floors. Um, usually, I think you got it after you beat the game with Dante and Luca, but that has appeared in every Devil May Cry in some variation since then. So, I wonder if that yeah. came from like the arcade sensibility that they wanted oh, like yeah. a, re- a repeated yeah. challenge mode. Uh, I think that's a, that's a cool idea. Yeah, assuming that they are like, well, if you still want to play more of this after finishing, <laughs> don't make <cry> too. <laughs> so here, you, here you go, I guess. Yeah, hopefully, thanks for playing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it also had, uh, I'd forgotten about this, but it had the, uh, the amulet system, which has yes. only appeared in this game. But it was basically you would collect these devil hearts that augment your devil trigger with different mm-hmm. powers. Uh, and they were three ver- or categories of them. There was movement ones, attribute, and support, where like one of the movement ones was like an aerial heart that let you fly while you were in double trigger. And there was a flame heart that gave uh, fire damage to your sword attacks. And there was like a healing version. And I had completely forgotten that this was a thing in this game because it's never appeared again. Yeah. Um, but And who it- goes back to play Devil May Cry 2 now? <laughs> yeah. But just the idea of being able to customize your devil trigger, like on paper, yeah. that seems like a cool idea. I, I don't remember even if I liked it or not, because it's been so long. Reiner, do you have any memory of this? Or No, I I have really vivid memories, though, of like battling a helicopter. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then some dogs like in a tunnel. Take that Metal Gear Solid 2. And yeah, the dogs that... would just like jump animationless in circles. Like yes, it just yes. kind of, and, and it was just like I, I remember just staring at the screen in disbelief. Like, there's no way this is done. <laughs> like, yeah, that. there's a lot I like about it. Yeah, but it just is such a step down. It, it just doesn't seem done. That's what dogs yeah. do in in hell in the demon world, right? Just... <laughs> you know, I remember that too. The the last line of the game is him yes. saying. I'm going to hell or let's go to hell or something yeah, else. It's like all and, the way to hell. And he rides his motorcycle. Oh no. And he's like f- driving toward like a cloud. Like, it's like, what is that? <laughs> like literally the last shot of the game, which is they still have never followed up on that. Like what happens when Dante goes to hell? has <laughs> never been addressed. Um, we'll get into it when we use the story, but yeah, I think the other... <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I'm all over <laughs> the place. No, you're fine. But uh, just, I think the biggest takeaway out of, of uh, gameplay, and we touched on this earlier, is that this game is very easy because as much as Devil May Cry 1 was celebrated, uh, some people were not pleased with how hard it was. And we, you mentioned before, John, that they, they really took feedback seriously in this game and probably, or not even probably, they kind of overcorrected uh, because this game is just if you if you got through devil may cry one you will breeze through devil may cry two <laughs> yeah. uh and, uh, and I think guns I, alone <laughs> you could just yeah. <laughs> don't that just all, hammer hammer ebony and ivory and the old gun anything. run 
That's what they called it back then. <laughs> um, and even uh, all the characters had their abilities from the beginning, whereas in the first game, you had to unlock everything. Uh, this game, you just got them all. They might have ran out of time there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't really build the system. Yeah, I can't really balance yeah. this at this time. <laughs> I also have uh, some of the weapons that are in this game. So, like, returning ones, obviously, Rebellion, Ebony, and Ivory. Uh, there was a weapon or called uh, Vendetta. I, I don't remember any of these, or at least I didn't until I was looking through them all. Uh, there's another pair of handguns you can find called, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Luce, Lucy and Umbra? Okay. That just were, I guess, like a different Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> um, there was a bow gun, shotgun, of course, a uh, weapon called Merciless. Good name. It was pretty cool. Uh, and you mentioned before uh, throwing daggers for Lucia. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had weapons called like the Kyla Moore and the Cutlassier. Uh So yeah, you know, they changed it up. I don't think, I, again, I, it, the arsenal seemed fine, but since it was applied in such an easier game, I don't remember the other weapons just mattering as much. Because like in every Devil May Cry, like at least the fun for me was like mixing up weapons to try to take things as, down as quickly as possible. Or in this game, it's like, nah, I'm good with Rebellion and Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't really need to use anything else. Uh, so, oh yeah. Uh, also, no post game difficulties either, which is what the first game had. You know, you beat the games and you get like Dante must die and next stuff. This game's like, yeah. no, you're done. <laughs> There's <laughs> a second disc. Put that. Yeah, in. please don't play it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess disc two is that. Like, yeah, you played the same yeah. easy game, but with this other character. <laughs> Basically the same. Um, yeah. Also, do you guys remember who you preferred playing as? Dante. I mean, I think just Dante because he was, you know, the star of the first game. It was I, I cool seeing him again. Luca mm. looks cooler than dante in this game um which drew me to her but like once i started playing her i'm like it's it's basically the same i'll just play dante yeah you know what i hate about this game is that mm. as much as i dislike it i think it has my favorite dante design like just this okay look i i think i like i think i've always had a soft spot for like his coat in this one yeah. and it's always in with the black me. Yeah, yeah, I kind of I like it. It looks cool. And you it's got always Diesel insane. to thank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I wonder if they made that exact coat. So if someone has that somewhere, you know but... they have, and you could probably buy it for oh thousands of dollars. Don't don't send me down this this path. <laughs> but um, it's it's worth be, it, man. You would rock that. It. Yeah, you would rock it. <laughs> Where it's my next work trip. <laughs> it's always infuriated me that my favorite look is in his worst game because <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Hey. Marcus, let's go to PAX, uh, one of the PAXs, and we'll we'll just be different versions of Dante. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. You want me to be the worst it. one? Yeah. Uh, so I have to I buy mean, that coat, you and then be... I have to be really quiet, and then flip a coin all the time to make uh-huh. decisions. And... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's it. Okay. That's your choice. I'm not telling you to do that. You could be any Dante. Uh, yeah, but I want the cool coat. <laughs> I mean, I guess he, all the coats are cool, but that's the coolest coat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, I don't think... Trench coats, hard to pull off in real life, in my opinion. I think very few people can wear a trench coat. That's that's, that's me. Yeah. I don't know if it's controversial. I don't know if you guys have ever worn them in your day. I have not, because I live in Florida. <laughs> but, um, no. Worn a robe in a hotel room. That's kind of like one, right? I know. Yeah, it's like a soft trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> that's also what they're soft trench coats. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, do we have any other uh, dev notes you want to hit on, mm. John? I don't think so. Uh, the The other thing that I have is going to be story related. So, uh, okay, I think we'll get into that narrative. 
yeah let's talk about the narrative of this game um we mentioned it's two disc uh i'm trying to think of a way to paraphrase it because it's it's one of those games where like nothing matters basically because again this game is never addressed in the other game make cry games it is pretty much swept under <laughs> the rug um <clears throat> but yeah the idea is that uh dante and luca are fighting this this demon who is like masquerading as this businessman named arius and basically he's trying to bring the demon world into the human world but he's also trying to gain immortality and so like luca's mother recruits dante and i encourage if you've if you've played all the devil may cry fans but you have never played two because of its reputation but also haven't looked anything up um mm. watch the cutscenes so you can see what we're talking about with like what they did with dante in this game because this opening scene is fantastic where you know they're, they're telling them the mission and what they want them for and yeah. the it, even though it doesn't even make or it already doesn't make narrative sense for him to be so dour but it makes less sense because dante's running a business like his entire livelihood is hire me to kill demons for you so yeah. for him to be for him to be like okay we have a job for you and he's like I'll flip a coin and <laughs> if it says, I'll, I'll do, I'll let you pay me to do the thing that I do. <laughs> like it's imagine a trick coin. He, he just does it to look cool. So they think that he's going to be good with the job. And you find that out at the end, but it doesn't even make sense. Like, why would you put like, oh, he, he does have a double sided coin. Oh yeah. You've never like literally one of the last cutscenes in Dante oh, scenarios no. that they get the coin from him. Cause you know, he goes to hell yeah. and that's yeah. all they have left of him. And Luca turns it around and sees that it's the double sided coin. So I guess it's supposed to be like, Oh, he was, he was always a good guy. He was just too cool for school. But you're like, but, but he runs a business that why yeah. would you do that? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just say yes. You, you don't have to do it at the kindness of your heart. You're just taking the money. <laughs> I, my orchid man isn't going to flip a coin. <laughs> I guess I'll kill these roaches. <laughs> That'd be badass. The customer would be so, and they'd be just like on the edge of their seat, like, oh, please. I already paid you for this. In, <laughs> you didn't, I, I cool didn't mention this part of it. Do I get a refund if it lands on tails? Or, <laughs> um, But yeah, and you're basically just going through a big city killing his dudes. You mentioned the uh, mm. demon helicopter fight, which I think is probably the most infamous fight in this game because it is famously awful because the, the helicopter, I don't know if you got this far when you played John, but it's off screen. Mm. And you <laughs> you're just shooting at it. <laughs> yeah. You're literally just pointing up at the sky and you're just shooting and kind of hoping for the best. <laughs> you're like, I guess I see his life bar going down. I guess I'm hitting it. It is like, <laughs> I don't think there's, I don't think there's a single moment in this game that encapsulates the problems of devil may cry 2 than that mm -hmm. fight right there it is and also just the design of it like a lot of the design for the demons in this game are just kind of uninspired compared to yeah. like the gothic stuff of the first game where like this is like the demon helicopter honestly looks like a resident evil thing it's just like a helicopter but it's got like gross stuff on it <laughs> i remember one character was just like like a silhouette, but fire, like, in, you know, it was just like a walking fire being with no detail. <laughs> it was just like a, a gif inside of him going, you know, just animated. It's just like, what is that? <laughs> like a less interesting Johnny Storm, basically. <laughs> yeah, oh, just an awful. Yeah, like, I don't know how to draw, but I, I pulled this gif off the Internet and put it in this human body. <laughs> and yeah, so like, uh, you know, between the two characters, their stories are just kind of weaving together luca finds out that arias is like her dad basically and there's like a whole thing with that um eventually 
they they kind of split up where Dante is going to go deal with the the demon portal and like uh the real boss which is Argosax who is like the final boss of the game and then Luca is the one that ultimately fights and and defeats Arius again this game is very like there's really not much that happens of of any real importance or or interest um outside of the end like we mentioned before you know they they beat their respective villains uh Dante takes his motorcycle through the portal and famously says let's go all the way to hell (laughs) it's a good line (laughs) one of the like five he has in the game (laughs) and and then that's that's the last time canonically well we talked about this last week Mm -hmm. where for the longest time in the devil may cry chronology devil may cry was the last game in the series is the you know and that and i always joked around saying that every game has been a prequel because they have no idea how to follow that crap yeah (laughs) like we don't want to have to worry about addressing this narratively so let's just make everything and before it going forward but in 2019 a gentleman by the name of matt walker who uh, worked for capcom tweeted out that capcom i guess quietly reworked the timeline to where now Devil May Cry 2 happens before Devil May Cry 4, and that is now official, which would make Devil May Cry 5 the latest in the timeline now. Yeah. Which I guess really changes nothing. No, Um, it doesn't. I mean, it's just interesting that they're that they're like, all right. Uh, we need to move on with the Devil May Cry story in some way, so we're gonna we're gonna shift this this thing that has literally nothing to do with any other part of Devil May Cry. So we can we could just kind of Dante's kind of old, he's kind of quiet, he's he maybe maybe on some rough times. We're just gonna slide this uh, right before four. So that would mean like in four that he he got out of hell, like somehow he rode his motorcycle to hell and I guess found the exit, and then Devil May Cry four happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, again, there, I don't think there's a single character in this game that's ever reappeared in any of the games. Like, Luca hasn't, uh, one one thing with Luca too, isn't Luca a mannequin demon? Yeah. As well? Like, what? (laughs) What's going on there? I don't know, man. I mean, you said to yourself in dev history when Itsuna came on, they're like, yeah, we barely have like a story. Yeah, <laughs> I got We're making this up, bro. You got any ideas? You like mannequins? I don't know. That's... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just think that's interesting that they decided to, to just rework the timeline like that. You know, yeah. it's like, let's just put it over here so that we can actually progress the story. Because this has kind of kept us pigeonholed for longer than we would like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, the game came out. We mentioned January. Uh, it exists. Yes, twenty fifth. I lost my twenty fifth. Yeah, twenty fifth, two thousand three. Yeah, which is a Saturday. Was it a Saturday? It's a Saturday. I looked it up. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Because uh, usually, I mean, nowadays it's kind of fair game. Games will come out Tuesdays or Fridays. Um, but back in the day, there used to be. A more of a hard Tuesday date because of like shipping to retail, like that date just kind of worked out better. Uh, yeah, for, like Tuesdays for... like the new media date. Yeah, basically. it's like movies, CDs, uh, video games. It would all just kind of come out on Tuesday because that's that's how shipping worked. That's the, that was the the way that they could realistically get uh, product stores. Uh, but a Saturday is 
that that seems like a little little bit of a, like a stunt. Like this is Devil May Cry Day. Yeah, I don't know if they um, had a clip. Devil May Cry Two Saturday. It, it was. <laughs> it was like a Dragon Quest thing where they had to they had to sell it on on a weekend so they yeah. didn't interrupt with yeah. school and business. Satan Saturday. <laughs> Get your DMC going to hell. Yeah, you have, have you guys seen the final shot in this game, by the way? Have you like it's it that stays in my mind forever? What shot the, the um, like after Dante goes to like, hell and it goes back? To, no, uh, no, no, no. Like as you take down the boss. OK. There's a scene where it, it transitions to a cutscene, and the boss is just mm. standing there. He's like, fine. Like, he's just like, where's Dante? And then all of a sudden Dante comes up to him and puts his gun up to his head and he's looking like all stylish, like looking away from the boss. The boss like turns toward him. Oh, the boss could get away or kill Dante at this point, but he just turns to him and Dante pulls the trigger and the boss just hilariously like goes and then explodes. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. It is one of the worst framed like endings ever. (laughs) And then the next scene is like Dante on his motorcycle going to hell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's like i can't top this gotta go to hell now <laughs> yeah wow what a game i mean it's it's worth looking up because you will laugh out loud because it's just it right like now. it's it's ridiculous. like why are they moving <laughs> why is the he's, boss he's doing like something standing there charging his gun he's <laughs> just he's, looking at him <laughs> he's scared you know he's frozen he, with fear he he's smiled. like oh. dante smiled <laughs> oh, oh wow an uh, unironic smile Oh, that's um, where he got his his uh, jubilation back. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I did look pretty cool there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this game is um, you know, and over the years, it's been re-released in various HD collections in 2012, uh, uh, along with the other uh, mainline DMC games. It was HDified, came to PS4, Xbox One, and PC in 2018. Came to Switch in 2019, which I've heard the Switch ports are not good. So unless you want to play an already bad game and an even worse state, maybe you don't play that one. Uh, got a 68 on Metacritic to this day. Um, and Ryan, I lied. Apparently I did find your review because I have a quote uh, from it. Uh, you gave it a seven out of 10. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, I think the last line in your review says, and I want to know if you remember this. I stared at the television in disbelief for a good hour, wondering how Capcom could have messed up this bad. Devil May Cry 2 is not only a grave disappointment, it's a painful one. Yeah. Look at that. I buried him and, and I hurt myself at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, and I, I, I think I even just used that line today, geez, that I just <laughs> stared at the screen. Yeah, like, yeah. I was just like, ah, like, yeah, that's that's a good line. Well done, yeah. Reiner. That's good. Yeah. It got a five out of ten from IGN, seven out of ten so from GameSpot. IGN's average is is five. Our average is seven. Right. So same, same for the people that still. people that don't know the scoring conventions of different outlets. Yeah. yeah. However, I did find one really good score from GamePro. They gave it a four out of five stars. Mm. So. Someone at GamePro was like, man, that wall running is real good. <laughs> I, I loved when he said, I'm going all the way to hell. <laughs> they loved that, that last scene you were making fun of. They're like, hell yeah. I, I hope that review exists. They could be like, 
finally they you know got rid of his stupid one-liners and he's just this cool <laughs> badass now <laughs> and he's he's added every devil make right sense he's like the series really fell off a cliff after two <laughs> <laughs> but yeah as we mentioned uh you know a happy ending to this story uh, mm -hmm. it stayed on as the director of devil make cry um you know in a way this game had to fall for devil make cry 3 to run because he was so dissatisfied with two that he he overcorrected again in a in a good way yes. <laughs> with devil yes. may cry 3 uh you know like wanting to like he had that kind of challenge accepted like i can i can dig this series out of this hole just let me have the ball from the start and i'll show you what we can do and you know hmm? with capcom just going bonkers on res evil remakes they should remake you're reading the my first mind two right now. they should remake the first two or three devil may cries Ooh. and give give us the two that it should have been put them in our engine just yeah, and what imagine them yeah what that means is one and three will basically be the same just kind of reworked yeah. better but two will be a whole different game oh that would be fascinating because because five wouldn't was that be cool in, x5 yeah. was made in the re engine so there's yeah. president for we know what that series looks like in there and it's fantastic it's really Man. good <laughs> i would because then yeah i would love to see because uh, there's like uh it's you know was saying if he had come on from the beginning he had all these ideas that he didn't get to do so if they let him like if they allowed him to not be you know beholden to what that game is of like oh no it has to be one to one and like no get in there and really do whatever because yeah. no one's gonna yeah. care no one's gonna miss that old game so yeah do what, what you would want. you have done if you got it from that project from day one yeah soon a cut yeah, i mean they, okay. they made Resident guy in a green jacket good, so. <laughs> <laughs> he's back baby <laughs> <laughs> oh man reiner oh that's a phenomenal idea Capcom. John had it too, but I just yeah, said it. I was, I, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's why he's the man. That's that's why he he's at the top of our organization. Okay. Well, if anyone from Capcom is listening that has any authority, you should guys mm -hmm. make. Once you're done remaking all these Resident Evil games, Devil May Cry, right? You're there. running out. You're running out of them. I mean, you have what Resident Evil, uh, Gaiden, the the Game Boy Code one. Veronica. Code Veronica. They should, they should be. That'd be hilarious if they remake Gaiden before be so Code Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> Dead aim. Let's bring this game out of the RE engine. Survivor. Uh, yeah, that is uh I think that is the story of Devil May Cry 2, gentlemen. Uh I don't, you know, we've said it in various ways. Not a good game. Um, I I it's weird. Normally I tend to recommend people go back to some of the games we do on this show because I think we've had a pretty good track record of talking about good games by and mm. large. I would say you would only go back to this as like an oddity. Like if, like I said, yeah. if you got into the series later, and you know you skipped over two because you've heard of its reputation, I think it's fun. You don't have to play the whole game now, but like to get in there and see what bad Devil May Cry two looks like. Because I'd say Devil May Cry is one of the series that has a pretty stir, like strong track record. Like this is the only dud in the yeah. series, I would argue. Uh, so if you want to see what bad Devil May Cry looks like, and uh, I think it's we're checking out and also look up those cutscenes as we've said before. Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah. That, <laughs> that final one. I was just watching it a, a little bit ago. Awesome. And it has, uh, it has the, it has the fire gift man. He's the final boss. So it's him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, you get both at once. Look at that. It's, it's magic. Put the, the nice thing about the nice thing about DMC two is uh, you don't have to pay for it. I guess if you're buying one and three in the HD collection, it just comes with the good games. Yeah. So you don't have to spend anything extra. It's just there. 
You know, one of my favorite quotes that I've committed to memory, and I don't know why, you know, you have those random things that you just remember and you don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember reading Joe Juba's review for the HD collection back in 2012. And his, um, in the concept line, he just put two great games for one great price. Also, Devil May Cry 2. (laughs) (laughs) I have always remembered that. That just cracked me up at the time. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. What a show. You know, even though the game was bad, the show was good. Thank you, Reiner, for joining us. You know, always Hopefully I didn't ruin your series here. Yeah. I'll yeah. let you know when the numbers come in next week. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still on the air. Yeah. Ah, the ratings are in. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, uh, anything you want to plug that you're working on or anything on the site you want to put out there for people to know? Uh, you know, I have From Panel to Podcast. That's a comic book podcast through Game Informer. Weekly comics. We go through those, talk about the TV shows, movies, all that stuff. And then, uh, yeah, just check out all the reviews. I did The Quarry recently. That's a good game. Mm. And, uh, yeah, just go to GameInformer.com. We got a lot of great content. Heck, yeah. We work there. I like our stuff. You do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so you can find us on social media. Quick plugs real quick. I am at MarcusStewart7 on Twitter. That's the number seven. Yep. Uh, I'm at John underscore Carson. That is with an underscore. And Andrew underscore Reiner. And be sure to uh, hit us up with any questions, feedback, all that fun stuff, podcast.gameformer.com. Uh, put video gameography in that subject line so we know it's for us. And also shout out to our video gameography channel and Discord. We love you guys. We love hearing your uh, thoughts and, and feedback about the episodes. I've seen lately we've had some uh, new listeners jumping in at different seasons, which is one of the things I love about the, the sort of anthology nature of the show is that you got to jump in. At any point, you don't need to like watch mm-hmm. it from or listen from beginning to end. You just find a series that you're like, oh, I want to learn more about that and kind of go from there. And then I've seen some people kind of work backwards from where they started. So that's really cool. I'm glad you guys are enjoying uh, podcasts and, you know, look forward. We got some uh, fun ideas for the rest of this season and beyond. Until then, let's go all the way to hell.